Welcome back to yet another episode of Backtalk. Andy Shades here with the other three idiots. Uh, we got a lot to get to today. Um, we're going to go around, around the room here in just a moment, but just to give you an idea of kind of what we got covered. We do have the Wheel of Death we got to spin today. Um, so, so Dustin, make sure you got the Wheel of Death prepared. Um... We're going to talk about how you potty. How do you go to the potty? Number one or number two? Uh, I don't, I, I'm not we'll sure. Get yet. Into we'll get into that. We'll, <laughs> you know, and then if there's time, if there's time, we're going to talk tits, dicks, and rug burn. So let's get into it. Dustin, what's going on with you? Uh, you got me kind of confused there, but okay. Anyway, uh, no, not much. Uh, we didn't get the race. Our first race this past week, we got rained out, which we needed the rain, so we're not totally upset about it. We got like two to four, two to three inches here in my hometown, but uh, about 50 miles to the east of us got like eight, nine, ten inches. They got way too much rain, so, but all good, though. Anything, nothing else really going on. Gearing up for first race this week. Hope. So anyway, it's supposed to rain again Friday, so I guess we'll see what happens. This is how it goes up here, but we'll take the rain when we can get it. But no, not much else going on. Uh, raced some NIS last week and did some eye racing over the weekend and went and visited that friend I was talking about last week in the hospital this past weekend, went and saw him, and it's good to see him, see him up kind of moving around and stuff. So uh, it's always good after an accident like that to see a person survive through it. So, But other than that, not much else going on. Nice. So I heard you got 10 inches. Tony also got 10 inches. Tony, how you doing? I'm good. I don't understand where you're meaning I got 10 inches. So Are we talking about his cat? I mean, <laughs> what are you talking about? Does your, does your cat have 10 inches? Or is no. it 10 inches long? I don't know. I mean, she's probably 10 inches fat and around because she is a lazy fat cat, but, you know. <laughs> It's just the rumor going around that Peroni Tony got 10 inches. Jeez, uh, oh boy. Okay. You got the extensions. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Gosh, not a lot. Didn't really do too much this weekend. Just getting stuff ready for the yard sale coming up this weekend. So that's 
a lot of what we did and just did some other stuff around the house and no yeah not a lot busy weekend just kind of boring so you're you're doing a yard sale uh yeah highway 50 yard sales is this coming up weekend yeah i want to talk about that actually here in a minute but are you do you actually live on 50 i live like two minutes away from 50 so everybody goes through bedford all right, cool. We'll talk about the Highway 50 yard sales. Probably something that nobody's else has heard of. It's a pretty cool thing. Uh, Blair, what's going on with you? Howdy. Uh, we raced this weekend, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, it's pretty terrible. Got wrecked uh, lap one, turn three, because some fucking ding-dong thought, well, I guess Ross Chastain was there. Or somebody wanted to be Ross Chastain and make it three wide on lap one. And uh, shot it down to the inside in a dive bomb maneuver and put me up to into the car on the outside and cut down our right front tire. And that was our race. So that's that's the whole story. Took longer to tell the story than it, than it did to do. But the good news is I got to sit at the track for 10 hours just for all that. Awesome. So was this yeah. during was this during the heat race or during the, uh, the feature? The feature. OK, so how'd your heat racing go? Mm, started sixth in the heat, fifth in the heat, something like that. Fifth, sixth, somewhere around in there. Uh, drove up the third on the last lap. Uh, the 32 took position on the 26 going into three. They had about four car lengths on me. And I was like, well, if these two end up wrecking each other, I'm going to go ahead and take a heat win. Well, they ended up wrecking each other. The 26 came down on the 32. Blew the left front out of the 26, blew the right front out on the 32. The 26 beat me back to the line for second place by a freaking bumper. And uh, so I let him know that he was number one uh, after the race because, you know, he drove the 32 like a freaking bozo. And then uh, his buddy who drives the 48 on the cool down lap after the checkered flag decided to rear in me. So I let him know that he was number one as well. And then we pulled back in the pits and they wanted to flip birds and yell and cuss and all that. So we yelled and cussed for a little bit. The cops showed up. And... <laughs> Nobody threw any punches or anything. But So know, exactly what we were talking about last week. Yeah, a little yelling, a little cussing. Nothing, so nothing I should never tell you to win again. No. We didn't, we didn't, <laughs> like we completed lap one. Because, you know, I couldn't get to the pits. And uh, the spot, my spotter, Stephen Dean, he said to me, he goes, you all right, bud? And I said, yeah, but we got a flat tire. He goes, which tire is flat? I said, I'll get right back to you on that. I, I was pretty <laughs> sure it was the right front because the wheel's about to jiggle out of my hand. And I heard, wop, 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 wop. So I knew I had a flat tire. Wheel's about to fall out of my hand and throw it down into turn one, turn left, and the car went straight. And I keyed up the radio and said, Yep, definitely the right front. So, that was it. That was that was uh, that was a race weekend for me. Well, that's and then like... uh, Go ahead. we had some experiences in the restroom that I'd like to talk about. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. We'll talk. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a minute too. So, uh, didn't tear up the race car too bad from what I've seen, but a little bit of damage. Yeah, I mean, sheet metal. We can bend that back out. Need a new wheel. Need a new tire. There's a hole in the size of the side of the tire, probably size of a half dollar. Yeah. 
well, that 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 sucks. Interesting weekend at the racetrack, uh, for sure. No. So it was like racing i racing officials. Yeah, but the problem is I gotta fucking fix the yeah, shit, not hit the reset life. button. <laughs> <laughs> There's no escape it's, to the pits here. Yeah, it's gonna cost me money to <laughs> cost me time and money to fix the fucking shit. Yeah. Well, that sucks. That sucks. Hopefully yeah. go get her get her fixed up, go get her next week. So um don't win next week. Yeah. Don't win in two weeks. I Actually, definitely didn't win it. I finished fourteenth of fourteen, so it was the opposite of winning. So, so don't 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 finish next week. All right, let's try that. Yeah, let's, let's try that. that. We'll remember that. <laughs> Just don't don't, don't don't listen to anything they say. Just have fun. It's all about the participation. Mm. <laughs> I'll give you your your participation. Yeah, <laughs> you you were participating with ten inches. Um, I'm so. just doing. Wheeling, dealing, jet flying, limousine riding, Rolex wearing, woo! race car driving, son of a gun, and I'm having trouble holding these alligators down. Give me woo! two claps and a Ric Flair. <laughs> well, good lead in, good lead in. Um, I had a fun weekend uh, at Supreme. Uh, two shows, Friday and Saturday. Friday was. Um, at a Catholic high school raising money for their band. Um, they put on a, a match between teachers and students that blew everybody away. It was the loudest it was all night. Of course, I think half the students were there to see their buddies. But um, it's pretty nuts. Pretty nuts. Uh, supposed to have Jason Hotch there from Impact. Uh, Jason Hotch. He's from Impact Wrestling. Um, been working a lot with Bully Ray, Bubba Dudley, for those who don't know who Bully Ray is. Um, and he had car trouble, didn't make it, so we had to change the change the car on the fly. Saturday, um, we were back at our building. Um, awesome, another awesome show. We had Jason Kincaid come in. Um, for anyone who's not familiar with Jason Kincaid, um, because he's Blair being one, he's not, cause he's not a WWE guy. He's not an AEW guy. He's never been, you know, yeah. a super, superstar on one of these things, right? He's done TV tapings. Um, he's worked a WrestleMania like pre-show. It was like an invitational something or other, I think with NXT, um, he did work that before, but this guy's been everywhere. He a ton of wrestling in Japan. Um, probably one of the, if for people that follow indie wrestling, probably the, one of the biggest stars. Um, everybody knows on the indie circuit, you know, Matt Cardona used to be Zack Ryder, but this guy's never been a big name in WWE and is probably the biggest star who's only been an indie wrestler. Uh, came in, re- wrestled uh, Gaston LaRue um, for the AIWF Television Championship. And it was a burner from bell to bell. Um, awesome match. And then on top of that, my son was the only referee of the night. 
Um, so he had to re- he had to ref the entire card, which I'm proud of him for getting through it. Um, everybody looks at it and goes, oh, refing would be easy. Well, you go out there and ref a 15-minute match. Or a two-hour show. <laughs> yeah. Um, you are constantly moving. You're constantly up and down. Uh, he made it through the entire show, never bitched once. And, of course, the treat for him was being able to uh, ref the Gaston and um, Kincaid match. So that was cool. Um, a lot of fun there. I have a video. It has nothing to do with this weekend, but it's a video I want to share with you guys. Does it have something to do with Tony's 10 inches? Uh, I, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. Uh, okay. It, well, it's not, it won't load it. So that's fun. Um, may have to do something here. Kill some stuff so you, off. So, so you turn into the do and you make your son work all night. Well, I, I didn't have much choice. Uh, <laughs> like I said, unfortunately, he was the only right. referee of the night. So, so as the do, though, couldn't you step in and ref a match? Because, turn yourself into an official? I could, but I'm lazy. All right, guess. Okay. We'll Wait, listen, when you're the boss, you don't, you don't, you don't do stuff. You don't do that stuff. Um, well, this is going to piss me off if it's not going to load because where did it go? Now, oh, oh, maybe it's here. Okay, let's try here. Uh, here comes that leprechaun porn we were working on talking about last week. <laughs> Andy. <laughs> Eric, right, I clicked on the wrong thing. I clicked on the wrong thing. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, no, no. Le- yeah, we had we had a little bit of leprechaun porn. No, no, but not really. Um, <clears throat> no, I don't want to shut that down. All right. Sorry, this is this is what happens when you go live. Um, I hope this is a great video because the buildup's been intense. The buildup's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right. Let me know when you've got this up here. It's Sting. It is not Sting. Oh. Is this the guy you were talking about last week reading the books? Yeah. So this is this is Legion. Legion. Um, y'all got it? We'll go ahead and play yep. it if you do. All right. Andy, <laughs> I would like to read to you. Fox. Socks, box, knocks. Knocks in a box. Fox in socks. Knocks on Fox in socks in a box. Exactly. Socks on knocks and knocks in a box. Box in socks and a box on knocks. Don't get it. Same. There's the video. So for the guys that are listening, uh, Legion is uh, has black and white face paint. He is like a dungeon master or something or other. Um, but uh, yeah, reading reading children's books, um, it's absolutely hilarious. And he's putting together a TikTok. Um, 
that you're going to want to check out, and the first one that will be released is Green Eggs and Ham. So, uh, and it's in a lot Damn, better, I am. a lot better setting. I've seen it, so once you see it, uh, it's actually very, very funny. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see that, and 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 I'm glad he's doing it. Uh, for those of you who don't know Legion Ace, he's also the manager of Eric Draven. Um, that's what I got. So, where do we want to go today? Um, we're going to have to figure out something Blair's going to teach us. But I think Blair's got a story for us first. I, I more have questions. I have questions. I've got a little bit of a setup, and then it's going to go to questions. Questions. Are you ready for this? Yes. So we're having questions about something that we all should know about? I think I, I really think this is something we should all know. Okay. But based on this weekend's experience at the men's room, at the racetrack, I don't think we all know this and understand this. And I am absolutely mesmerized that going to the restroom is the most complicated shit on planet Earth for some of these folks. But so, you're talking about bathroom etiquette then. Is what bathroom etiquette. Bathroom yeah. etiquette, 100%. So for, for the ladies... And for the men out there, I think we most of our listeners are men. Um, but let me explain to you what I feel is proper bathroom etiquette. Then we can discuss that. Then we could go further. Okay. We could take it a bridge further if need be. So when you go to a public restroom and you need to go number one, you have to pee. You have to tinkle. Okay. And there's urinals yep. at this this specific restroom, there is four urinals. In my bathroom etiquette opinion, you go every other. So if the, it, 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 the first one you pull up to, need, if there, so there's four urinals, nobody's at them. Okay? The first one you go to is on an end. Pick either end that you want. Left or right does not matter. This bathroom, the one on the right, is a little bit lower for short people. Or children or whatever, I don't know. It's lower. So if I walk into the restroom and I'm going to tinkle and I'm the only one there in the tinkle train, I go to the one all the way on the left. Next person should come in, leave a space, and go to the next one. Or, so that's that's position one, okay? Or all the way to the other end. Then let's say a third person shows up. There's two toilets. The third person now has the choice to either select a toilet or go in next to somebody. Probably the toilet is the better choice. Are you do? Are, well, do we have agreements here? I'm with you 110 percent on this. Okay, a little so bit. We have a little bit. I've got I've got an adjustment from this, but you can continue. Okay. So, Saturday night at the racetrack, I've been having stomach problems for the past week. So, uh, I, I get the gurgle, and we're not going tinkle. we got to go do a sit-down job. And I avoid sit-down jobs at the racetrack like I avoid the plague. I hate doing sit-down jobs at the racetrack. It's hot. It's stinky. It's uncomfortable. It's not a good place to do a sit-down job. But it's either that or in your pants when you get the gurgle. 
So I head to the restroom. There's two people in the restroom when I get there. Both of them going tinkle in the toilet. Urinals are wide open. Now, mind you, I do not know the scenario that they came into the restroom with. Very possible the urinal selection was filled up and we had to go to toilets. So I'm not throwing any shade on those two gentlemen. So I wait. I go to the first toilet. And the first thing I do is I check to make sure there is some toilet paper. There was not. And I went, nope, not using this one. So the guy in the second toilet, he finishes up. I go. I check for toilet paper. Two rolls in that one. Two rolls. Toilet one, zero rolls. Toilet two, two rolls. Okay, toilet two, I go. Well, first of all, the fucking seat is down. And these fucking people have been pissing all over this fucking seat for hours, days, months, fucking years. I don't know. This is the first time I've been to the toilet at this racetrack in two fucking years. So the racetrack opened in 1959. They could have been pissing on the seat since 1959. I have no fucking idea. So first thing I do is I take toilet paper and I dry the seat because the last thing that's going to happen is my cheeks sit in wetness of somebody else's piss. That's fucking gross. So I get the seat dry. Okay. I sit down to do my business. There's no fucking lock on the door to the toilet. Okay. This is good. So I'm sitting there doing my business and I just kicked something. I don't know what it was. So I was holding the bottom of the door with my hand to hold it shut while I did the dirty deed. Then I gave a courtesy flush as I heard others coming in because I'm rocking the dirty. Gave a courtesy flush, did my fucking paperwork. As I'm standing up, a guy comes in. There's nobody at the urinals. Guy comes in. He goes straight to toilet one to pee. That's fucking weird. I leave. As you know, when you get the bubble gets, this might not be your only fucking trip. So then I go back to the bathroom a little bit later. There is one guy at the four urinals. Two guys standing here waiting. Then me. So I'm third guy. These guys are standing here waiting. So I'm guessing both of these dudes have to crap. And only one crapper has toilet paper. So I'm already starting to think, like, is there a five-gallon bucket in the race trailer that I could go back and shit in? Like, what are we going to do? Because I don't have time to sit for two other guys to go shit. Should I go to the concession stand and get napkins and then go to toilet stall number one? Like, what is the GP? So guy comes out of the toilet stall number two with toilet paper. Guy goes in, he pisses. There's nobody at the fucking urinal at this point, and this guy chose toilet to go piss in. That's fucking weird. Okay. Guy number two, in line with me, goes into toilet stall number one. Two piss. There's not a motherfucker at the urinals. So I'm like, this is fucking strange. So guy number one that's in stall number two, he gets done. I got to go into shit. I already know there's toilet paper. Seats down, piss all over the seat. So I go in, clean the seat again. Then I'm sitting there holding the door still. Well, it comes time to do paperwork. Well, I'm over here, two hands trying to get the paperwork because you don't want that to touch the piss wet floor, right? Because then you're taking piss wet ass wipe and dragging it through the crack of your ass 
And that's not going to fucking happen either. So I got two hands making sure I get the ass wipe right. And then I'm going to wipe my ass. And guess what happens? Yep, you guessed it. The fucking door opens. The guy hits me with a, sorry, bro. Didn't know anybody was in here. I went, yeah. So as I'm wiping my ass, he goes into toilet number one that has no toilet paper. And I almost said, hey, Brozif, let me rip you off some uh, paperwork here so you're going to be set. But then I hear the sound of a man standing and pissing in a toilet. And I go, he's pissing. So I get done with my paperwork. I stand up. He's still in there pissing. I look. Guess how many people are using the urinals? Zero fucking bingo, zero people using the fucking urinal. So I tell this whole fucking story to ask the question, who are these fucking psychopaths that fucking go to the fucking toilet to piss when there's wide open fucking urinals? Are they so self-conscious about their fucking penis that they're afraid somebody might take a glance at their fucking penis? I mean... If I'm standing in a fucking urinal and somebody wants to cock gaze me a little bit, I'll give them the link to my OnlyFans. You can pay me $5 a month to stare at my dick if you really want to. I mean, I don't care. I'm peeing. You want to stare at my dick? Cool. That makes your fucking day? Good. Good on you, buddy. Glad you're fucking happy. I mean, what? what the, help me out. There's three other men here. You fucking explain to me how anybody on planet fucking their head goes... Oh, they're four funerals. Let's go to the fucking toilet. Dumbest fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. You broke me, dude. You broke me. Uh, dumbest so, fucking shit I've ever seen. So I think, I, think, I think they're probably all, one, all drunk, and they think it's funny to piss on the seat and piss on the Maybe walls. they're playing a game. Maybe they're trying to mix the urine. Because if you Maybe ever they're trying go, to make a baby. Well, if you ever go into a, a public restroom at a sporting event where, especially, you know, racing, where people are drinking, or football, where people are drinking a lot, there is piss on the walls, seats, and floors of the, of the, of the toilets. I think people find it fun to get drunk and just piss everywhere. And I don't think they can do that in a urinal. You can piss on the fucking cake. You can piss on the fucking grate. You can fucking piss on the back of the fucking thing. You can piss on the fucking... Like, you, you, there's all kinds of cool shit to fucking aim at in a urinal. To be honest, I've been at bars where the urinals are the best place to pee because they got games you can play while you're peeing. Yeah. <laughs> urinals are the fucking move. You urinate. Fucking, it's in the name. You're urinating. Use the urinal. I mean, for fuck's sake. Tony, what's your thought process on this? You're sitting here quiet. So, is there dividers between the urinals? Negative. Okay. That's why. No dividers. So, I would, see, I would say that's... It's the same why. reason people won't piss in a trough. Well, see, no, this, and that's what I was going to... be a trough. Well, no, and that's... I grew up going to game, uh, sporting events in the Metrodome up in Minneapolis, and that's all they had was troughs. Well, it's Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So, I mean, I guess, you know, back then, you know, I grew up, it's like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah, Indianapolis Motor Speedway, I'm elbow to elbow pissing with somebody in a trough. Mm -hmm. I don't, like, I, like, I think the problem is, 
I think the problem is so many people care so much about what other people fucking think nowadays well. that they're so fucking self-conscious they can't even piss. So they got to fucking go over here to the fucking toilet to piss. Like, that is the dump. Like, up until this past Saturday, it has never, not one time, crossed my mind to piss in the toilet at the racetrack. No. And you see, never crossed see, my mind. So you see, so what you're talking about, you see all the time, and, and as a season ticket holder to the Colts, okay, there's no dividers in the restrooms there for the urinals. And everybody knows the time, you know, halftime, end of first quarter, where everybody's had a ton of beer and everybody's got to piss, right? So the bathroom is full. Um, and there are people that will walk in and stand at a toilet and wait rather than wait for the next available spot. Yeah. If they're that self-conscious, just squeeze up against the fucking thing and piss. I don't know. I don't fucking get it. To be honest, like most of, fucking mind. most events that I go to are like if it's a packed venue or something like that. When you go to the urinal, most guys look straight ahead and you're having a conversation about what's going on in the sporting event. Yeah. That's why they put shit on the walls for you to like, read. I'm, I'm with... Yeah, exactly. I would blur if somebody takes a glance and be like, "Hey, you want a full picture or what?" Yeah. I mean, just I mean, it... yeah. I, I think I think if it's if there's an open urinal, they should be there. But 100%. The, only, the only reason I would actually go to the toilet would be as if I felt the gurgle earlier in the day, and just in case it happens, because it can happen. That would be I don't even wait. I would go to the toilet I, R and the, 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 well, how Blair started, how bathroom etiquette works. That would be the only reason I would do it. And, and at a sporting event, right, um, and you're going, and it's, it's one of those times. It's halftime, it's end of the first quarter, whatever, and there's a line and a wait. I don't ever, I still don't ever end up in a toilet. I wait for the next available urinal. The last thing I want is somebody like with Blair's situation is I have to go number two and there's someone using that toilet just to pee. So I don't want to be that guy peeing, stopping said guys to from doing number two. Now, I do have no worse feeling. I'm going to start shitting in the fucking urinal at the racetrack is what I'm going to do. Well, that's what the squatty one's for. Um, Yeah, that's what the little (laughs) one's for. Um. So let's hypothetically say, okay, because you've got you've got the bubble guts, right? Let's hypothetically say you do your business, you come out, you know, you're washing up, and the gurgles come back. And while you're doing that, there's a guy in your toilet with the only one with toilet paper pissing, and you just came out of there with a clean seat, and you have to go right back in, and there's piss all over the seat. How do you react when you go in there? Do you walk out of the stall and say, dude, get the fuck in here and clean up your fucking piss? No, I just go fucking rednecks and shake my head. The ones that don't lift up the seat probably don't wash their hands and he was probably already gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, you see that all the time, too. All, all the, like, like I'll, I'll go to the bathroom at a sporting event and then I... I go over, I'm washing my hands and, and like, 
I, you just see out of the corner of your eye somebody fucking finishing doing what they're doing and then just walking out. That's me. You're a non-hand washer? If I go to the urinal and urinal only, I will most <laughs> often piss and bounce with no wash. Because think about, this is the way I think about it. My dick is perfectly clean. I showered it that day. I dried it. I put it in perfectly clean underwear. My hands have fucking touched every fucking thing on planet Earth. My hands are disgusting, right? And then I'm taking my fucking dirty hands, touching my perfectly clean dick, and then I'm going to wash my hands? Fuck that. You should wash your hands before you piss, so then you have perfectly clean hands touching a perfectly clean dick, and then you can just fucking carry on. Because... You know, I understand, you know, people think about germs and shit, but my dick is probably one of the cleanest parts of my fucking body at any given time. So what's the difference if I scratch my elbow, right, which is probably dirtier because I fucking leaned on something. Am I going to go wash my hands after that? Fuck no, I'm not going to wash my hands. Are you kidding me? But I go touch my perfectly clean dick and then I have to wash my hands? Fuck dumbest thing I ever heard. All right, so let me ask you this. And it's two parts to this question, okay? First part is, did you have to touch the door to open to get in the bathroom? No. And two, if you are taking your pissing order and the urinals are taken up and you don't stand next to somebody and you piss in a toilet, you touch the door to get into the toilet. Mm, They don't really close at this racetrack, so you just kind of... Kind of if they did, open. but if they did, like you had to open the door, is yeah. what Andy's asking. Okay. Then yeah. do you wash your hands? No, because my extremely dirty hands just touched my perfectly clean dick. I should be washing my dick in the sink, because that's the only thing that's been contaminated by the entire experience. So what you're saying is every sporting event needs a bidet. I mean, if that solves the problem, I guess. <laughs> And now I, I do want to talk about your your urinal order. Yeah. Okay. So you said it doesn't matter. You go to the right or the left. You go to the end. Go to which an I, end. Which I, if you're the first one in there. I agree with, with one exception. If there's nobody there, you never take the short one. Yeah, I pass on the short one. You pick no, you one end, but... I passed on the short end. There, there, and and the whole, whole like, first of all, if you go in and you're the dick that goes in and you're like, I'm taking the short one, right? And then you make a joke, right? And the joke is always, oh, I can't use the other ones. The water's too cold, right? Um, and then like a legit little person comes in and needs to piss. Tony raises his hand. Okay. You are now using their urinal. Like, that it is, it is not called a child's urinal. It is not called big dick urinal. It is called an ADA urinal. Is this a real thing? Yes. Now we have it school with Andy, with with shades. It is it is an ADA urinal, which is um, 
Disability Act. So it's it's for people with oh. disabilities. It's the same reason, like, if there's two toilets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah and the okay. one's got the big, the cha- like, the big, the big area for activities. Yeah, yeah. You have the big toilet, and it, which is also higher. Okay. And then you have the other one. Well, the big one is for people with disabilities. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so don't be the one. dick. Yeah, avoid that one too. Don't be the dick that has to go into the disability toilet because you have more room and it can spread out or whatever the fuck you want to do. Or walk in and use the urinal and use the disability urinal because that's the one you think is fun to piss in. So yeah, I, what you're what you're saying is like so at Blair's track, there's four urinals, there's this the short urinal, the disability urinal. So you, with his etiquette, you're saying the disability urinal should be taken out of the equation. Unless it's the only thing. All that's only. left. Okay. That's clearing it up. And that's how I do the big, the big, the big toilets, the big toilet stalls. If I really, really got a crap and that's the only thing that's available, taking it. Well, yeah. I mean, if you got to go, uh, the, the ch- so, so the chances are that the fact that you're going to piss and a midget's going to show up are probably slim to none. I've and never then, seen one at that racetrack. And, and any time that you, like, if you're, if you got to poop and, you know, you're doing it in the ADA stall, some, the, the chances of somebody coming in in a wheelchair needing to poop are slim to none as well. But just don't be the dick that uses it when something else is open. That's my point. So, so Blair just Googled, Googled this ADA stall because his face is hilarious. But you started going ADA. I was thinking like dodgeball. What was the abbreviation for the movie dodgeball? Well, ADA, I, I remember the rest of it. It's the American Disabilities Act. That's American cool. I, I never knew this. I, I'm learning this. I never realized that that's what that was for. I mean. And any, any place of business any place of business a restaurant yeah. uh, store whatever um, has to be ADA compliant so now, those single bathrooms say if you're in a restaurant it's got a single bathroom technically like you're everything saying you unisex well no it has a men's and a, and a women's but okay. it's a one person room right Oh, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything in there should be, and and by inspection should be, ADA. ADA. So your chair height toilet, okay? People think the chair height toilet is fun because it's just taller. Well, it's it's made for people with disabilities. So you're, you're you seem educated on this. So I've seen over the years a lot of like gas stations have gone to those like Florida ceiling urinals. So is that kind of like the reason for that? That would be ADA compliant? I just looked that up. That is an ADA compliant urinal. Yeah. I like them urinals, by the way. They're cool. You get to, you know, I mean, they're they're nice. I mean, I, yeah. I never knew this. This is, a, this is a, like I said, school for Andy right now. I mean. Well, this is this is my, my 12 years of experience working in the building materials uh, industry coming into play here. But, um well, yes. I mean, I never knew. I I always just thought it was honest. In my honest opinion, I always thought it was for kids. A kids journal. 
Be I always assumed honest. Yeah, I always assumed it was the kids' journal. Yeah, it's actually for uh, people with disabilities. Never knew uh, that. Never knew that. Yeah, so, I mean, I understood the toilet one. You know, wheelchair accessible, all that. But I never under you know, I never realized that with the the and and I know baby I, journal. I, I'm I, I'm doing a little bit of education now. I know that. But if you want to hear a funny story about an ADA compliant urinal, watch uh, uh, some videos from Brad Williams, the comedian. Okay. He he actually talks about walking in and somebody at his urinal when all the other ones are open and him needing to piss really bad. To look that up. <laughs> no, like I said, I, I learned something here. I mean, I never really knew that. Like I said, I understood the toilet, the bigger area toilet and the taller toilet, but I never knew that about the the shorter urinal. I mean, I never I see, did. I see it all all the time in the in the stalls. People like walk in and like there might be two or three stalls and the only one yep. they pick is the big one. Like Blair said, you have more room for activities. Yeah. yeah. I did. Yeah, I mean, I never, I, like I said, I knew the toilet thing. I never under, never knew the urinal thing. It's kind of cool. I think one time when I do it and I notice somebody just sit down to shit, I'm going to just gonna open the bathroom door and let it shut. And then I'm going to go over to that stall. And I'm going to bang on the door and say, I'm in a wheelchair and you're in my toilet and there's other ones open. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Blair, for your uh, bathroom etiquette question. That was cool. There you go. I do agree with, like, the how you separate. I don't understand why guys are going into toilets unless they're just used to being at home. I know my brother just put an actual urinal in his house. (laughs) They're all boys except for one or two of them. Or two of them. They got like six people in there. So he actually put a urinal in his house. It's less water. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So there you go. Yes. There's there's education for you uh, from me. This is not Blair School. This was Shade School today. Um, Shade School. (laughs) Uh, Well, see, I told you we were going to talk about tits, dicks, and rug burn. We've already been into dicks. So well, if you talked about ass, we could talk about bidets, but we didn't talk about ass, so. Uh, no, but have you ever used a bidet? Yes. I have never I used have. one. No. Tony? Um, no. They had it in Hawaii, but I never used it. I mean, it's like a common thing out there. It's like. Yeah. Every hotel, it's bidets, and I'm sure everybody has it in their house. And yeah, I never used it. Okay, so so since since uh, Money Guns is the only one who's used a bidet, he's gonna have to tell us about his bidet experience. It's awkward. That's all I'm gonna say. It's but awkward. once you get used to it, it's actually nice. <laughs> That's so, all I'm gonna say about it. So, so, so what you're it, really saying is, once you learn the water pressure. Yeah, had to adjust it. That's why it was yeah. awkward. Yeah, you don't want to get shot off the toilet in the process. Uh, <laughs> that, that's how they came up with wet farts. Well, that's that's like I don't I don't know like I don't like warm like warm water, cold water. Everybody has their certain temp. I mean, I learned this from people that had it that I was staying at down south and uh, down in Florida. They had one, and they're like, "You got to find your right." 
temperature, right pressure, all that stuff. And it's no. I had to try it. I was drunk as crap. I had to try it. So I guess since I've never used one, I got questions. Does it dry your ass too? There are some that have dryers in them. Because Not all. Like the new updated ones have dryers. I would not want to walk out of the bathroom with a wet ass. Uh, yeah. Most of them have dryers now from what I know. I mean, probably all now. Okay. Seat warmers. Most of them have seat warmers now. All right. Like, so you know, additions you can just add on to your toilet to make it a bidet toilet. Okay. Well, I've never <laughs> used one, but, like... It's not bad once you get used to it. Have I used it since? I mean, this is probably ten, about five to ten years ago when I was down in Florida at my cousin's place. And I never used one since. But, I mean, it, it is more sanitary, they say, than using uh, paperwork like Blair was saying. So, so, so there's, <laughs> not, there's another question. Dude wipes or not? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Never use oh, dude wipes. I'm being 100% honest. Oh, yeah. So really? you're saying try the dude wipes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Blair, Blair's 100% on the dude wipes. Oh, yeah. So, our, like I said, I never tried. So. so do you feel uncomfortable when you're at, like, say, the racetrack and you got you to gotta do the deed and you don't have your dude wipes? No, he, just, he still does his paperwork with sandpaper. You just feel, you just feel better. That, see, that that's like rug burn. Like, it, some of this toilet paper can rub your ass so bad, it give you a rug burn. So, question about that, since you mentioned that. So, when you go on vacation, do you take some with you? Like, toilet paper? No. What's, va- what's vacation? <laughs> what's that? When you, when you go to the racetrack for a weekend because you spent all your money on your race car, that's your vacation. Yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> take, I don't take butt wipes with me to the racetrack. Do you, do you take toilet oh. paper with you, Tony? Yes. I don't. You, yeah. you, take, when we, you take When we go on vacation, yes, we'll at least take two rolls with us. So when you flew down wait. to Hawaii, you had toilet paper in your carry-on or your underneath the compartment or underneath the plane? I mean, carry-on makes the most sense. You know you're having that. That's why I was asking that question. Like you might have one in the carry on and one in the <laughs> the check bag. So, so. so I, I've got I, I've got a question for you, Tony. Is this a new thing for you since meeting the woman? Well, no, yeah, I do it with her, but I have never like when we went to Vegas, we never did it. But no, I mean, you know, so I didn't think well, really I didn't start traveling until Vegas anyway. So, so we we would go we went to Vegas together. We've gone on golf trips together in Shadow Room, and I never knew you to take your own toilet paper. Yeah, so no, this has been recently. So I think so, you know, the more that I the more that I travel, the more that I understand that these places suck. So you got to bring your own. So when I travel to Indiana, I better bring my own toilet paper. Is what you're telling me? Well, it depends on where you're staying. So <laughs> yeah, he might not like my toilet paper. Exactly. <laughs> I have a Sam's Club membership for this. You know, we do the charm, and you usually buy the two big packs. You get money off, so we're good. We can take it. So you don't. You're you're like very anti rug burn on your ass. 
Yeah. I mean, you're on vacation, you know? You don't want to be dealing with the, you know, pain of that, so. Just use the bidet. <laughs> so, um, there was something else we were going to get into, I forget. Um, Do we have mail? Uh, no mail. No mail? No mail. We put out a reel for mail and no mail. Fucking bullshit. Has anybody checked on Brad? Is he okay? Yeah, is he okay? If you're listening to this podcast right now and you're not emailing us, you fucking blow. I said what I yeah. said. And it's not like people aren't listening because they see the numbers. Yeah. So I you fuckers should, could be could be fucking emailing us. Back talk us at gmail.com. And I, we put out the reel saying, like, ask anything you want to know, and Blair will tell you. Yeah, I'll um, hook you up. I'll drop some knowledge on that ass. And so I, I didn't come up with anything this week because I was hoping we'd get an email of somebody asking. Does anybody, like, have something they would really like to know that Blair could educate us on? All right. Not everybody at once. Very good. I, I mean, I do have something, but I was giving them the opportunity. No, I no, I didn't think about it. So I figured we'd get an email, so I didn't have to ask. Okay, so this will complete our tit sticks and rub burn. Um, why are tits called tits? And then maybe we'll have to get into nipples. And areolas. Areolas. But tits. Oh, this is easy. this is an easy one. I and I was going to guess this before I googled it, but I googled it and confirmed. So tit, in reference to a breast, is just a variation of teat. You know, like how cows have goats and all other mammals. So what? So I guess that that then has to. Raise the question of how did teats become called teats? Mm. Driving from the old English tit, that's with two T's, meaning breast or nipple, ultimately from the proto-grammatic grammatic word of tita or tita. The variant titty was first used in the late 18th century as a nursery derivative of teat. Titty. Is a nursery rhyme? No, it's a derivative. Nursery derivative. Nursery derivative. Rhyme. I didn't. I didn't paint my face black and white and start reading "Cocks on Socks" with a fox. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, there you go. There you go. If you ever wanted to know where where titty came from or tits, then it's, the origins of tits. Yeah. And can all tits be milked? I have tits. Can you milk me, fucker? I'll wait for it. <laughs> I think all female mammals produce milk. I believe that's accurate. Okay. Are we? Are we? Are you? Are you one hundred percent on this? Because this is Blair School. Mammals. Mammals. Produce milk. Do all female mammals produce milk? Mammary gland milk producing gland characteristic of all female mammals and present in a rudimentary and generally non functional form in males. See? 
There you go. There you Born go. So, yeah. our, our teats mean nothing. Yeah, they're just fucking waste of space. So why do they for no reasons. So why why do why do males have tits? Yeah. Well. Well. What's the purpose of our nipples? <laughs> uh, decoration. St- stimulation. <laughs> decoration. <laughs> We're like a fuck. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. if you think about that, we got a lot of fucking decoration. We're like a fucking Christmas tree. Yeah, you can get them fucking pierced or tattooed or whatever you want to do with them. Well, you're, you're talking about our giant balls that we have? Our yeah, Christmas could, balls? Yeah. <laughs> uh, balls and poles and n- fucking nipples are like the star on the top of the tree, I guess. Star nipples. <laughs> star nipples. <laughs> Sparkle tits. <laughs> Dustin. If one of if one of us shows up wearing pasties one day, shirtless, we might have a problem. Oh, can we put it on the wheel of death? <laughs> pasties. <laughs> <laughs> Would love to see Tony wearing pasties with tassels. Wouldn't Nothing happen. Else. Would not happen. I guess, you know, like with Blair's uh, school here. Why are some areolas bigger than others? That's a great question. Bob. I mean, you got the pepperoni ones, you got the dime ones. I mean, <laughs> precise wise. Fucking dinner plates. I mean, some are, and then, I mean, that goes with the nipples too. I mean, some are fucking pointed like this. I mean, I. <laughs> Wow, I didn't know this. So it says here, some people are simply born with big areolas while others have smaller ones. Neither is an indication of any health concern. Areolas can also change in size as you age. So fucking Andes are either super fucking big or super fucking little because he's super fucking old. Uh, Gain or lose weight or experience hormonal changes during puberty, periods, pregnancy, and menopause. So your areola size can change, folks. So like a like a woman gets pregnant, so their areolas can get bigger or smaller as while they're pregnant. That is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, I, I guess so. I am going to start charting my areola size. Yeah, uh, probably <laughs> monthly. <laughs> Fucking give them a measure. All right. All right. So measure we, up we, and down, side to side, and then uh, keep track of it. They're perfectly need- round. <laughs> Man. You just need a diameter. A, just, is it a true circumference or, and radius? Or? Just, all you need <laughs> is a diameter. Longer. <laughs> get the diameter and um, report back to us next week, and then uh, we'll we'll track them every month. If anybody ever wants to know what player's areola size is, um, so I understand why. Like it, it's pretty much common sense why a nipple would get hard, right? Like that's how like whatever's feeding on it would. But, like, why when chicks get aroused do they also get hard or cold? I think it's probably like goosebumps. You know what I mean? It's just a natural reaction for the body to try to get more heat to it. So it's trying to get more surface area. That's my guess. Like goosey bumps. Like goosey bumps. It's a big goosebump. <laughs> yeah, it's like goosebumps. I, you know, I, if you people haven't been watching these reels, okay. Dustin, for whatever reason, ends up having like these spots in them that are just like, what was it? Spanish penises. That's all I kept hearing was Spanish penises. Penises. (laughs) 
<laughs> so, and then Tony just sits there and shakes his head until he says, American penis. Dustin, wheel of death. Before we go to the wheel of death, because I know that means we're getting close to the end of the show, I want everybody's take on North Wilkesboro this weekend, the NASCAR All-Star Race. Well, how does everybody feel about it? Like, excited about North Wilkesboro coming back or not? Or I'm, uh, I'm neutral. So I don't really know what the fuck you're talking about, so I'm just going to say okay. neutral. <laughs> I mean, I just said, it's historic. I mean, I know I got two race fans here. Blair, I'm guessing you might have worked at North Wilsboro, bro. Did you or not? I have. I have. I was there for a late model race in probably 2008 or 9, somewhere around there. Worked a late model race for Eric Darnell. And then... I uh, went there and tested in 2010. And that was probably one of the best tests I've ever been to. Like, we, we didn't learn a damn thing about the car. But um, our crew chief was Tony Uri Sr., a.k.a. Pops. For those of you non-race fans, Tony Uri Sr. is brother-in-law with Dale Earnhardt Sr., and has been around the NASCAR since forever. And uh, it was super cool to sit at North Wilkesboro Speedway in the infield with Tony Uri Sr. telling stories about, hey, I remember that one time Earnhardt was down there and Daryl Walter did this, Jeff Bodine did that, and, you know, all those kinds of stories. And it was like he was holding court. Like, we all just sat there quietly <laughs> listening, laughing our asses off. It was fucking fantastic. So I've got some really cool memories from North Wilkesboro. Uh, I'm super glad that it's back for a non-points race uh, for the all-star race. I think it's a great thing. Um, there's great racing action up there all weekend long uh, or all week long, actually starting well today, late models loaded in to go through tech and maybe practice. Uh, but there's late model races and then like racing starts tomorrow at North Wilkesboro on Tuesday and they're going to race Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday. Nice. So it's uh, it's super cool. I'm not going, but it's super, super cool. And uh, it's cool to see a racetrack come back. They haven't held, held a cup race there since what was it like 1996 or something like that? Yeah. They haven't like had a NASCAR sanctioned race. So it's cool to see the track come back and all the work that's been done. And, uh, you know, huge shout out has to go to Dale Jr. for, you know, spearheading the racetrack revival. So you're saying that, you know, it's an all-star race. So if it I'm I'm thinking this is more like a test to see if it would be good for a points race. What you think it would come back as a point race in the future if this goes well this weekend? I don't think for the Cup Series. I think it'll come back for Xfinity or Truck, if not both. I don't think Cup's going to go back. What I think the big – Arca as well. What I think the big thing to learn and the the best thing that can happen at North Wilkesboro is a great race gets put on, and I think it really opens the door to Nashville Fairgrounds. Yeah. If a really great race is – held at North Wilkesboro this weekend with the cup cars, 
not not bold prediction at all because if anybody's listening to this, they're gonna go yeah duh. But uh, I think the All Star Race will be at Nashville Fairgrounds next year for the Cup cars. Cool, Andy. Any thoughts? Yeah, I've got a few. Uh, I think it. I think it. I, I'm on board with Blair and think it's cool that they're they're racing at this type of track and an older track and bringing it back. I think the All Star Race is a perfect opportunity to do things like that i have expressed many times on here that i am not on board with things like the coliseum right when you have so many racetracks out there that could use a non-points event and could put on a better show than the coliseum when you're at the coliseum and you have to give tickets away to the college kids to come so it looks like you have a fan base there I'm not on board with that. When you have a local track that can boost the economy of um, that town or that area, bring in something in like this, I'm on board with that. I'm going to be. I'm interested to see what they're going to do after North Wilkesboro. I do. I agree with Blair, and I think Nashville Fairgrounds is next year. I think that's kind of like a already a, a thing, right? Um, I, I think we'll all be surprised if it's not. I want to see right. this th- this type of thing continue with the all-star races. I want to see it at smaller tracks. Salem Speedway in Indiana would be phenomenal. Well, see, that, that was my next question, and this was where would you want to see him go? But you They already run that. ARCA. They already run Ar- ARCA at, at Salem. Okay, so they, right. they, can, they, they, they could... Um, easily run a, a, a something like an all-star race. Um, now the grand the grandstands aren't huge, right? Um, they may have to do some additions. I don't know. There's going to be some additions and some different things at Salem coming up here in the next few years. Anyway, um, new ownership took over at the end of the season last year, um, so we'll see kind of what happens there. They do need to revamp the. The track sum um, in turn three, uh, there's weeds growing. So um, that was at least a, as of last year when I was there. That, for a, that added extra grip. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah that hey, was, speaking of weeds, I got a quick question for the dirt racer here. Yeah. Yesterday I drove past Lowe's, or not Lowe's, Charlotte Motor Speedway's dirt track, and there's grass all over it. Is it common for off-season to have grass on your dirt track? Well, see, up here where I'm at, we get snow in our off-season. True. So I could honestly say no, but, like, most of our, like, dirt for our track is from old fields. Like, people dig out stuff or whatever. So I wouldn't say it went beyond common. We have to pick rock at ours. I would say it's not uncommon, Blair, because if you think about it. Yeah. Down south, I could see it's common. Like I, I can put weed kill down on my my lawn every year, and then the beginning of the season I got weeds coming up in my grass, because the wind blows and they it, the right. the seeds and stuff from the from the weeds blow around. They get in your yard, they plant, and they they sprout. I would say it's dirt. If stuff's getting in there, it will sprout. Um, I would. I was also wondering more, if. Maybe they do it intentionally so stuff doesn't erode away. Very possible. Down south, I can see it as a thing. 
I've, I've you know, if they're not that. using the track for say months from the out of the year, like I don't like I don't know how dirt racing works down in down south. You know, you guys don't get the snow and stuff. I'd race all year round, but I'm guessing there's an off season, like you're saying, or like say at Charlotte dirt track. I would think that stuff would grow there if you're not digging it or doing anything naturally to it. Stuff's gonna grow regardless. I stuff would say it's pretty easy at a dirt track though. Yeah, when you have your water truck to put just a little bit of a chemical in it. Um, I never really, really thought kill, about it. Kill off the weeds as, as you're wetting the track um, or anything that might be, you know, germinating at that point. Um, like I said, I never really thought Germans about ain't it. got nothing to do with it. <laughs> like I said, up here, we get, I mean, we, we get done racing in August. We have our fall special in October. So we're working the track, keeping that ready for that. But after October, I mean, within a month or so, we have snow. So, I mean, I don't go visit my track in that process. And then spring hits, and we're working the track, getting it ready for season. So I'm guessing stuff would grow on our track if we allowed it to, if it's that for a few months. I have no idea why your track doesn't run year-round. Snowmobile races are fun as hell. Oh, it's been thought of, but it's just not up here anymore. It's not up here. They travel. So, to be honest, I during the winter, we usually try to go to, they do sprint cars on ice. That's fun. That's fun to watch. That's dangerous. Is what that is. They got studded tires. They're good. They're flying around the lake. It is awesome. We set that's up a like track the, and they go. That's like the motorcycles on ice. That's just stupid. No, motorcycles in a ball of death or stupid at a circus <laughs> yeah Blair's I looking like man I tried it once I tried <laughs> oh, I think we all would try it <laughs> but it, I don't know I, I would do I would go into a race car on ice and just like a street stock or something like that I think it'd be fun that I'm out well, Blair, Blair, ice and cold just won't mix anyway. I mean, that's exactly the problem because to have to have ice, you have to have cold. So, <laughs> not fucking interesting. So, so back to the original question of the All Star race. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, on the flip side of everything that is good about what they're doing, there is a negative, and the negative is at an All Star race where it's a non points race. Is a perfect opportunity to grow your fan base. Grow your fan base with people who aren't race fans, who aren't or have younger ones that, you know, you could bring for a lesser price or something like that. Everything that I've seen is that this race is unaffordable to many, including parking. Actually, be... something on parking. Uh, well, Blair, this is down in your country. So from what NASCAR, Dave Moody was saying on NASCAR radio today, there's like really no like roads to go there. I mean, there's roads to go there, but it's not like a high traffic area where it's like basically county roads is what I want to call it. So they're asking people to like buy parking passes and shuttle and like not go like just two people in a car and all that. It's crazy. I mean, it's no. different when you're talking about Andy, but when you're talking about parking and tickets and all that, I mean, I, I don't know what a ticket's going for. Do you know? Well, I, I heard it was very, I, I heard it last year, so I don't want to name the, 
right. uh, actual number. It's but it was more high. Now. It was high because when they released the tickets, they forced you to buy three three races. For the week? Yes. You had to buy all three races. You had to buy the three weekend races. It wasn't just you could buy the, the one. Um, oh. I think it was Danielle Trotta who was talking about, well, you could do that and then – um, you know, s- try to sell the, the one or two you don't want to go to. Um, so it was, it was not a cheap price to begin with, but the thing on the parking, from what I'm hearing, because there is not a lot of available parking and this is not a NASCAR thing, but the residents are in the area are, that are allowing people to park at their houses are charging ridiculous prices. Um, so it's just, it's one of those situations like the Nashville fairgrounds, I'm sure has an abundance of parking Oh yeah. where, where this may not be an issue. Um, but it's an unaffordable thing for a normal family to bring, you know, husband, wife, and two kids to come see a NASCAR race. A NASCAR race that ultimately means nothing. Yeah. Um, and I think I think there there is a missed opportunity in gaining the in growing the fan base in it. That's that's my downfall to what they're doing. On the flip side, when it was at a bigger track and nobody was going, um, and the racing was terrible. So the the local resident, I mean, if let's just hypothetically, since since NASCAR now likes to run on dirt, okay. So hypothetically, they bring it to the Brownstown Speedway. Everybody around here would f- pack that track because it, Brownstown is a, it's an affordable thing to take. Like they charge you by the car load. Doesn't matter if you got two right. people or eight people in your car. Um. It's an affordable night of racing. Kyle Larson has run over there, and it, it is jam-packed. So people would like to see it, and everybody around here would go. And it brings money to the economy of the town. It's affordable. It's not affordable to your normal family of four. And that's that's my drawback to the whole thing. Right. Any thought? Anybody else got a thought on that? Well, that, to me, that's... Go ahead, Tony. Continue. Well, to, to me, that's most sporting events, though, nowadays. Though. It's hard to go as a family to some sporting events. It is. I mean, it is. You know, like, I mean, me, it's just me and my wife, and it's sometimes hard to, you know, travel for a sporting event because, I mean, why any? We, we experienced it in Minneapolis up at the bank. You came up and watched the Viking game with me. I mean, we're, what were we paying? Nine dollars a beer? Mm-hmm. Tickets were a hundred dollars up in the upper deck or third level. Mm-hmm. Man, not very many families are able to afford that. I mean, four hundred dollars just to go go to the game or to whatever. You know, in that aspect for us, that's what it would have been. Not like you get children's prices or anything like that. And then you're, oh, I want a hot dog, daddy, and all that. I mean, by the time you're done, it's probably a good clean eight hundred. You know. I, by the time you do hotels and everything to go enjoy this event, 
you're spending a lot of money to do some of these events. I mean, it's crazy. There how is it works. a difference. There is a difference between that and the all-star race. What we're talking about in a sporting event is it's a meaningful event or, or game. You don't pay those prices in preseason. Right. You do, don't pay those prices at like the Pro Bowl that nobody goes to. Right. Um, yeah. It's it's a lot different. Like hell, you could go and get a ticket to a preseason game for like fifteen bucks. Yep. So. I think that's, oh, that's, that's part of the, that's part of the difference, and, and that's what I'm saying. This is a meaningless race. That I mean, okay, you put a million dollars on the line, but it's like it's like putting a million dollars on the line in the NHL All Star Game for the winning team. These guys are already paid a million dollars plus a year. Right. It's not a huge prize to them. Um, just my thought, Tony. Did you have something? So two tickets, three hundred and fifty-six dollars a piece. So I'm at six hundred and six hundred fifty-eight dollars for the weekend package for two tickets. There you go. So you're seeing three races for six hundred and fifty bucks for two people. Yeah. So basically, you're almost you know going to set anywhere from two ninety-nine to three ninety-nine for the package if you want to go to all three races. That's correct. But if you're, if you're not, and my point is, okay. So what are the other two races there that you that they're selling to go to this event? Go go to this. Is it the trucks and Xfinity, or is it like the late models, like Blair was talking about? It's. I think one of them is trucks, and I don't know what the other one is. Let me see if it tells me. Yo, know, to me, like that, that would sell. Like to me, that don't sound that bad. It doesn't as a race fan, but that, no. that's that's the point that's missed. Is if you're trying to grow it, I don't know a lot of people that aren't into racing that are like, oh, I'd like to go see this. They're not really right. into racing, and maybe they'll get hooked after going, but don't want to spend the money to go to three races because they don't want to go to three races. Well, see a bunch of guys about, they've never heard of. Well, the thing about growing the audience, right? Well, if you're wanting to grow the audience, take it to the L.A. Coliseum. Don't take it to North Wilkesboro. There's like seven people that live in Wilkes County. You know what I mean? Uh, if growing yeah. the audience is the thing, don't take it to North Wilkesboro. If that's your focus, you're taking it to the wrong place. All right, you ready? I got yeah. it. So I don't know what this is. So Friday is All-Star Friday presented by Raymer Oil Company. That's all it says. And then Saturday, you got the Tyson 250 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. And then Sunday, you got the NASCAR All-Star Race. That is what you get in this package. So I think the Friday is the late model or something. Yeah, it doesn't say. It just says All-Star Friday. That's all it says. I, I mean, I... Like what Blair is saying, see, I don't know the area. You know, I mean, yeah, you're so the, probably not the, growing it there. It's the history of it that's bringing people there. Yeah, the town of Wilkesboro has 3,500 people in it. The entire county of Wilkes County has 65,000 people in it. Okay. You know what I mean? So, so if, if growing an audience is something that you want to do, 
Go back to L.A. Go to Chicago. I still don't agree with being doing the L.A. Coliseum because they had to bring in a bunch of um, music artists just to get people to show up. Well, here you're contradicting your point. <laughs> you're 100% contradicting yourself. You say you should grow the audience and let new fans experience the race, and then you just followed that up with they had to bring in musical artists musical artists to bring in new fans for their first race to experience the race. So you can't So did you watch the Coliseum race? Yeah. How many people during the heat races were in the stands? I don't know. I hardly take a head count. Then they had the concerts, which filled the arena. I've never been to a race. though, but most races have concerts. So I'm like wrong or correct on that. Oh, there's a lot that have pre-race concerts. There's a lot. I mean, I know we were looking at going to Iowa Speedway last year for Indy and Indy Lights, and it was they were advertising like Florida Georgia Lion and like a bunch of bigger oh, big yeah. artists. I mean, I mean, the Indy 500 has a whole like concert going on during the race in turn two. So no, Friday, sorry, Friday no, is not I, a race. It is the stars of NASCAR Cup Series and the Craftsman Truck Series make history when they hit the track for the first time in nearly 27 years. Friday's schedule would include truck and cup practice sessions plus a pit crew challenge with all cup teams. That will set the field for the heat races on Saturday. That that, that, that pit road uh, challenge would be interesting to watch as well. I mean, it is. I I get into that stuff. So then let me, so, so I'm going to assume in a county this small and a town this small that there's not a lot of um, hotels and stuff. There's not a lot of places to stay and there's probably not a ton, like a ton of camping options either. There's nothing out there, man. So what is the draw and the purpose of going there? The racetrack. Racetrack. What's the so I get that, but what's the draw of people to go there? The racetrack. The racetrack. So you're expecting a bunch of people to travel there in accommodations yeah. that aren't aren't spectacular. Yeah. At a, at a, at the, the a history of it price, is enough. At a higher price. Yeah. People fucking go to Hawaii on purpose every fucking day. There ain't nothing there. Tony is dead for his wedding. So you yeah. got to fucking pay a shit ton of money to get out there. You know okay. What I mean? so, okay. Tony, I don't know if you want to share this, but how much was like your trip to Hawaii? 20 grand. No, technically it wasn't that because the reason, so what we did is she joined a Facebook group for Hawaii and there so was somebody that had, that had a timeshare there. So what we did was we paid this woman to use her timeshare. <laughs> I mean, so the okay. room we got was, I mean, it probably would have been at least, you know, okay, 2500 so to 3000 for the week. Just alone flights. Just a flight to, to Hawaii. Round trip. What was that, if you don't mind sharing? I paid 1500 but I left. So I left Cincinnati, and I went to L.A., and then from L.A. to Hawaii, and then Hawaii back to Cincy. So, we got so it was $1,500 for your round trip. Yep. How much was this timeshare? Just, we're... Just uh, for just the room, I think we paid the. I want to say between eleven and thirteen hundred just for the week. For the week, yeah. So right now you're setting at just about three grand. 
Yeah. Give or take. Yeah. Are you on the grand total of everything? I don't really care. I'm just, I'm just trying to do some, you know. No, uh, uh, I understand. I, I think we spent maybe all together for everything, even like the wedding and everything. We probably spent five to six thousand for Hawaii. That's for a wedding. Yeah. But just to go there for fun, you're probably looking at that, if not more. Exactly. Yes. Like I, I don't know what a hotel would go for in Hawaii. Oh, the, whole, the one we stayed at was. I mean, like I said, it probably could have been at least twenty five hundred to three grand for that just for that week. Just I'm the hotel. To, if I'm going to Hawaii, I'm saving up money, and it's a once in a lifetime experience. This could be a once in a lifetime experience for some fans nowadays. Some fans weren't alive back in '96 when they raised their last. I was freaking fourteen years old. I mean, if you're that, a, if you're that high on the either. track. If you're that high on the track, because there's a lot of NASCAR fans that have a lot of tracks that are a lot closer to home with better accommodations that they can go see a race. Well, no, and I agree with that, but this is history. Yeah, but I mean, let's look at that seating chart. Yeah, they're racing at a museum, for crying out loud. So I mean, they had to rebuild it up. They race at a museum in Indianapolis, too. So you're telling me if they closed Indianapolis for whatever, what has it been, 20 years, 30 years? 26 years. 26 years. years. And they they decided to randomly do a race there, an IndyCar race, bring back the Indy 500, say it died, which it'll never will. In 30 years, you're going to be what? 90, whatever, how old you're going to be. <laughs> but you just said you went, that you went spend some money to go watch a race there? I mean, it's only an hour drive. Right, but you would. Just what would be your top dollar to go back to Indy after 25 years and to be there for that moment? I mean, I don't, have, I, don't, I don't go to Indy every year now. I've been there. I've seen it, like, multiple times. I don't need to really do it. Again. No, I mean, some of, these, some of these people that are going there probably this weekend were probably there back in the day, like a lot. They're going back for the memories. Like Blair was sharing what he was hearing from Tony Uri Sr. I mean, that those memories are just huge, right? So it's like I'm saying, in 25 years, say Indy, so this year was going to be the last Indy 500. In 25 years, Indy 500 would come back. Would you go? Would you want to go? And how much probably, would you pay? Probably not. Pro- I mean, just being honest, probably not. I mean, the Kentucky Derby's only an hour away, too, and I've never been to it. If they took away the Kentucky Derby for the next 40 years and it came back, I wouldn't go. Blair, how about but you? But there's a big difference. There's a big difference between Indianapolis and what we're talking about here in, at this place. There are 9 million hotels okay. in Indianapolis. Gonna, there's an abundance of parking that will be like $20 to park. I'm going to spin this. Okay. I'm going to the NFL on this. So say in 25 years... Washington's football team, whatever they're called now, they go back to the Redskins. How much would you pay to be there for that first game as a, back as the Redskins? Zero dollars. You would not go back as a big Redskins fan that you were. I have left the Redskins for a reason. I'm not going back. Okay, you, hold on. You got to rephrase this. So, Kirk Cousin goes back to the Redskins. Are you going to go then? Yeah. How about that? Probably not. No, I, I'll, I'll, I'll probably I mean, wait until he plays in Indy. I mean, when you get 
when you get history and stuff like that coming back, to me, that's yeah. They could charge what they could. They could charge a million dollars to get people to pay it. I'm, so go, I'm going way people, out of the proportion there. People will pay it. Was not my point. No, and I understand that. But you're not. You growing, have an opportunity. Me. What my point is is that you have an opportunity with a non-points paying race. No matter how many people live in the area, don't live in the area, wherever you put it, I don't care if you put it in fucking Canada. If you make it affordable, you can grow your sport. Right. But then in the exact same breath, you say the non-points paying race at the L.A. Coliseum is shit. Yeah. So (laughs) it doesn't even make sense. No, They do this, and this is shit. They do this. And this is shit. And they're I don't, the opposite I don't, of each other. Because you're building a racetrack where there is not a racetrack. So it's not like, okay, so so let's just hypothetically say it was $25 to go to the NASCAR race at, at North Wilkesboro. Let's just say yeah. that, right? Hypothetically. Yeah. $25. Okay. And I say, yeah. and I live an hour away, two hours away, whatever. And I've got a family of four, and maybe my kids have watched a race on, on, on TV, and they like it. We've never been to a race, ever. I take them to the NASCAR race for $25 a person. Maybe it's even $10 for a kid. Okay? We drive the two hours, three hours, whatever. The kids absolutely love it. They fall in love with it. And next week they say, Dad, can we go see the race at, at North Wilkesboro next week? I've got race fans in my family who can now go to that racetrack. I can't do that at the L.A. Coliseum. Guess why? They tore down the track. Okay, so if they moved the L.A. Coliseum, they had the exact same show. The musical artists, the college kids, the exact same show. And they moved it to Irwindale Raceway. You'd be okay with it. Yes. I'm not on board with building and tearing down a racetrack where a racetrack isn't. All right. So I'm doing some math here. So, Tony, what we're, you're, you're saying, Andy, $25 a ticket would be cool, right? Yeah. Just, okay. So if I've looked up the right thing, North Wilkesboro seats roughly about 25,000 people with their temporary grandstands they brought in. Mm-hmm. So at twenty five dollars a ticket, they would make six hundred twenty five thousand. That doesn't even pay the purse that they're paying out for this race. NASCAR brings the purse. NASCAR doesn't bring the purse. Well, the should. fans pay the purse. They should. As a person that works at a track, the fans are what brings the purse. It's the drivers that. that bring the purse. I, I understand that. Yeah, and it's your buy-ins, right? Your all your all your drivers that. But does NASCAR buy in? Does NASCAR the drivers have to buy in to be in the race? Well, if NASCAR is taking if NASCAR is just taking care taking advantage of these little places, then that's on NASCAR. Well, then that's another. That's another thing. Supply and demand. That place seats twenty five thousand people. Of course, prices are going to be high. Take it to go to Daytona. Go to Indy. You can get five hundred thousand people in Indy. Ticket should be less. Supply and demand. Again, we were we were talking a hypothetical situation, but like supply and demand, 
$600 for two tickets is ridiculous that I'm not driving two hours to take my little son, who's a race fan. So if they're selling them at $300 a, a ticket for the three days, Ryan, you get three days. Yeah, but I'm not driving no, just, three hours, three days. I'm going to take him to the cup race. I know it sounds like a lot, but to operate the track and everything. So at $300 a ticket for 25,000 people, it's only $7.5 million. It sounds like a lot, but it's not. You're paying your workers. You're paying everything that's going on. If they're actually shuttling people in, they're probably paying these bus drivers to do this. And let me, so let me ask you, what do you think their labor cost for one day is? $7.5 million, you just told me they brought in. What do you think their labor cost is? Yeah, but... The, for one day. I don't, know what the labor, I don't know what the labor cost is, but you're still looking at paying out the purse. You're looking at paying out everything. I guarantee North Wurtsboro isn't making any money on this event. They're getting and the exposure. What, and what yes. do you think North, North Wilkesboro gets? If it's affordable for a family to bring their one kid who's watched a race on TV and really likes it and now wants to go back every week. Not I much. I think you're assuming North Wilkesboro runs every week. I, I, that's not, that, that's again, an irrelevant you're saying point. You're saying a track that would run every week if they would bring a show like this in. Like, say, like for us instance, say, you know, you're brought up dirt for NASCAR. And they came and raced at our track at Murray County Speedway. Yeah. The tickets would be expensive. Because we have this tiny grandstand that can fit 600 people. And so you're going to want to get your so, money out of it. So let's go back to my original point. Who's coming? Not your person who's not a big race fan. And it's a non-points paying race, which is an opportunity to grow your fan base. It is, but it's in the end, it's also a business. 100% it's a business. Right. And what do you no, get long-term by growing your fan base? And if you're, if you're actually running a business, you look at future projections. You don't look at projections for like, next week. You look at projections for the next five years. For, for us, like my local track, our stands can fit 500 people like I'm thinking. We can fit every week. We put 400, 400 in there. I'm not gaining much by only fitting 100 more people in there. As a person, as a racetrack operator, I'm not gaining anything by that next four weeks out of the or next. The only other 12 or 13 weeks we race out of the year. I'm not gaining anything. I'm making the money when I can. Yeah, and the thing is about North Wilkesboro, I I I really don't think the point is to grow a fan base. No, I don't and either. No, if, if because like I said previously, if you're wanting to grow a fan base, go where fans are. Go to New York City. Go to I mean, go it, a place where there's people. There's sixty five thousand people that live here. So, the, so furthermore, what you're selling here is going back to a racetrack, a racetrack revival. First time there in twenty six years. Yeah. One of the few racetracks that you could go to today that Kale Yarborough raced on, Dale Earnhardt, Ralph Earnhardt. Buck Baker, Tiny Lund, Tim Flock, you know, like all that history. That's what you're selling here. You're not selling, hey, we're this we're this big uh, racing organization. You should come check us out, you know. For those of you that never seen us before, why don't you stop on by? Because where are they going to go? There's no hotels. There's nowhere to go. They're like – 
this is not the event for that. I mean, they're, they're a possible, you know, I, I understand kind of what Andy's saying too. It'd be nice to have like where family can afford to go to, you know, I wish some events like in this, this event in the same aspect would do like a family package thing, but people take advantage of that. People oh, have TV. taken advantage of it. You can't do it. So let me ask you this. It's so easy. So uh, say a family of four gets in for Tony was selling. What was it? What were they, Tony? $300 a ticket for the three days, right? Roughly. So yeah. say, a, say a family of four can get in for half the price. So half the price ticket. So you're going $175, right? Just saying. Us four could be that family of four. They don't know when you're buying them. People take advantage of it. That's the problem there. I have no people, problem with what you're saying. People take advantage of everything, and you're but you're at, you're also acting like NASCAR doesn't have deep deep pockets. They probably do. Goes so the NFL. What's a Super Bowl ticket go for? <laughs> We're talking about a championship. We're talking about a championship. Fine, fine. Forget forget that you put the All Star race there. Put the championship race at North Wilkesboro and charge five thousand dollars a ticket, and people will show up, and it makes sense. You're putting a non points paying race. I don't know why that makes a fucking difference. And charging more money than it costs to go to the Daytona 500. I'm so glad. Okay, I so let me ask you a question. Wormhole. At the at the end of a race, every race you've ever been to in your entire life, okay. When was the last time you checked the point standings walking into the racetrack and walking out of the racetrack? Like never. Yeah. Because who fucking cares? You're there for a race. So this being a non-points paying race makes zero fucking difference. There's Does still going to be a race. There's still so going to be a fucking So is it, but is it like an all-star is it like an all-star game where guys don't give 110% because they don't want to tear up the race car? No, they don't care a million they dollars. They don't tear up. A million dollars we've already talked this about this. And the, and I know Blair you listen to NASCAR radio and they've talked about this a 100 times that a million dollars to a race team ain't shit. To a race car driver, it means something. Yeah, this they is don't going get to much of it. They get a portion of it. Well, right. Buddy, you give me a chance of 20% at a million dollars, I'll fucking be there. What's his, what's, uh, and, and the winner's contract is paying how much a year? Oh, I don't know what their salary is, but you give me 20% of the purse, I'm going to be on the wheel trying to win that motherfucker too. Yeah, I'm sure you would, and I'm sure I would, and I'm sure Dustin would, but I'm sure somebody like Denny Hamlin is probably making millions of dollars a year doesn't care they oh. care about the sport they will Fuck they're gonna that, go dude. for the win dude do you have any idea how big of have a you fucking... watched the last nascar all-star races yeah they're at what? mile and a half two mile tracks the last few at texas sucked. Was. That track we sucks. all know that texas sucks <laughs> sorry brad track. <laughs> it's an awful track <clears throat> so, so the population i know i've heard this talked about of North Wilkesboro population. Anybody want to guess? It's like 4,000 people. Nobody lives there. 4,239 back in 2021. Yeah. Right. Nobody lives there. There's nothing out there. So there's like, yeah, nothing there. No hotels. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, Blair. I mean, that's like in the heart of NASCAR country, right? I mean, it's not yeah, far dude. away from stuff, right? So I don't think you're gaining any fans there. If you're a fan, you're a fan. Oh, there's no fans to the game. And I, I agree with Andy. Like, go to these other tracks that have, you know, maybe people that have no idea about NASCAR. But if you live in the United States, you know about NASCAR, in my opinion. 
Oh, and it's not about not race. knowing about NASCAR. It's about the people who haven't had the opportunity or haven't gone to a racetrack. And again, my point was maybe I'm a father who my son has watched a race on TV, has never been to one, and is like, hey, I really like this and I want to go. Well, then we go all to the, know. Go to the Coca-Cola 600. Yeah. Or Bristol or something. I don't live anywhere near the Coca-Cola 600. I just said I would pay $25 to drive three hours. Okay, well, if it's three hours to North Wilkesboro, I don't know where you live, but Charlotte Motor Speedway to North Wilkesboro is probably an hour and a half to two hours. So you're looking at about a five-hour trip. I think you're missing the point regardless of where it is. I think that's, that's the whole point you're missing. Is that you right, have an opportunity to do something else and grow your fan base. And they, they talk about now how the fan base is shrinking and you have to do something to build the fan base. Yeah, go to Charlotte. Go to the Coke 600. Memorial Day weekend. Like me as a you race tickets right here for $111 a piece. Me as a race fan, I would rather go to North Wilsboro than Charlotte with the history of it. That's You're a race fan. You're not too many non-race fans are going to go. Exactly. Two racist. Yes, 100%. they will. If if given the opportunity and affordable enough to take your kid who watched last week's race and loved it, then do it. You're going to go. Then if do it's it. affordable. Then do it. Charlotte's $111 a ticket. It's not 25 go. is it? Buddy, you can't name one thing that's you can't go to fucking Outback Steakhouse and eat a meal for twenty five dollars. You can't do fuck all for twenty five dollars in this country. Okay, so it's Char- because twenty five dollars. So, you're saying Charlotte. You're saying you're saying Charlotte, but we have racetracks all over this country where yeah. nobody there isn't a NASCAR track anywhere nearby within five six hours. I mean, I you go to one of these others Colorado. and give people the opportunity to go. Portland, maybe. I mean, you have to live in a pretty outlying place. How far is the closest NASCAR track to you, Dustin? The only well, Kansas Motor Speedway or Elko, where they race far, Arca there every year. How, how far is Kansas for you? Five hours? Five hours. Five hours. Yeah, I okay. had two friends that actually went down to Kansas yeah. for the Kansas race. <laughs> I don't know what they all paid for stuff, but they enjoyed it. And mind you, they are not NASCAR fans. They just want to experience the experience, get the experience of a NASCAR race. They did it on their own and everything. They went with a NASCAR fan. Two friends they of paid, who are single or maybe have a girlfriend or wife. Did they take their no, whole they're, family? They're, they're both single. Okay. But they went with another guy that's a NASCAR fan and went and enjoyed the experience. And they're hooked on NASCAR right now. People do that. And guess what? When I was single and in my 20s or whatever, and I wanted to go do shit, I went and did it. See, there's one thing you're saying here, though. You're talking to a single guy, a married guy with a kid that's older than probably half of the people here. I'm just kidding, Tony. And a married guy that has no kids. I don't know what it's like to go to a sporting event with kids. I don't. It's not cheap. I brought my nieces and nephews to our local track when we didn't work there, and it's not cheap. It's not cheap going to my local track. 
they get it for free, but it's like I want I want a hot dog, I want a Mountain Dew, I want. And, and we're no, talking about so, going to a football game either. You know, no, what I mean? but in fact, I'm going to bring that well, up because I'm a season ticket holder, four seats, so that I can take my family to the Colts, and it is cheaper than what I would spend to go to North Wilkesboro for the weekend. When you put in well, hotel, wherever well, I got to yeah, stay, it's an hour the, from your the, house, of course. The, the the parking and all of that. Yeah, of course, it's an hour from the, your house compared to eight hours from your house. The last season yeah, in the dome, I wasn't. I was a season ticket holder for the Vikings for that last season in the dome because I had the last game. I wanted to make sure I had that last ticket for that Viking game in the dome. <laughs> so, because I have the Twins and I have the Gophers, that's just a memory for me. It was cheaper. In the in an aspect to buy season tickets, but for like someone like me, that's three and a half hours away. Ninety five percent of the time, I was buying a hotel. I was spending more money going to all these games than what I would going to North Bur- North Westboro for one weekend. But to go to to go to Minnesota for one weekend to just go to the last game and could have sold the other seven games. You'd have, why would I you'd sell have them better? Well, you could. Have. Why would I sell them though? I why would I? Just two seats. I shared them. I shared them with my father-in-law and whatever, but I made it I made it fun. It was the last season. It was a memory. I played in that place. I played football in that place. It was a memory of being there the last few games that they had in that place. Nostalgia. North Rutsboro is an nostalgia, as Blair just said, to go back there. For somebody who's a race fan. But they're selling all, it. We're just gonna leave it there because this is this is beat this I'm, is I want to close with this. I want to close with this. If they, if I like your point in all of this, if you'll sell them for a little to get people there, but people are going to pay it, and I guarantee you, there's not an empty seat in that place. Oh, the only reason they're it. going to be empty is because everybody's going to be on their feet. I don't, I, and I'm not saying people aren't going to be there. That's not the point at all. I, they I they like could I said, charge a million dollars and uh, a seat, and like you said, people would go. But not you. What you're saying is the average folk can't, the average person can't go, the average family. And I agree the with average, that. But the average family who's not into, or maybe might be interested in, in a perfect opportunity where NASCAR is putting on an exhibition race. This is where the, any exhibition race, whether you call it the Coliseum, whether you call it the All-Star Race, whatever you want to call it, those opportunities are better to build a racing fan. Racing fan. And I'm not just saying NASCAR fan. Because, again, going back to the point of the Coliseum, they're going to tear it down after the race. You're not going to go back to the racetrack next week. Well, I mean, but- I- I look at it. I look at it this way, though, too, Andy. We had the World Cup up here, qualifying matches in at U.S. Bank Stadium. They were charging a crap ton of money for that. They're trying to build soccer in the United States. Why wouldn't you charge less for that? I don't know anything about. Soccer I don't either. Or... And I, as a person, I would have. I would, if it was cheaper, I probably would have thought about going. There was nobody hard. There was. That that stadium seats sixty, seventy thousand screaming purple people eaters. There, there was also, probably three thousand in the stands for a, a World Cup qualifying match, like to get into the World Cup. Because soccer fans are nuts. Have you watched one? It was only three thousand. Because <coughs> the tickets were like a thousand dollars a pop. 
So for no charge less. Exactly. But that I but this is a whole different mute thing. I don't want to go watch a soccer game for thousand dollars. I'll go watch a race for a thousand dollars on heartbeat. Okay, so let me say if, if you want to this, build a fan if they base put this in your backyard, like if they that. put the World Cup in qualifier in your backyard and you were like and they're playing I, I don't know, fucking what whoever the top team in the fucking world is. And they said it's twenty five dollars. Would you look at Janelle and say, "Hey, that might be a fun night." Yeah. Okay. Point made. No, and I was just saying that for soccer, it'd be perfect. But for NASCAR, going back to North Wilkesboro, they could charge whatever the hell they want. <laughs> they it's can sell out. They can. I've agreed with that. But the point was that maybe they shouldn't. All right, I'm going to be the deciding factor here, and I'm going to say. Janae, I'm not a smart man, but I think it's time to go to bed. I think it's time run, to run, Boris. Run. Let's uh, let's good argument, guys. Good good debate. <laughs> I mean, I think we all made our points across, but we do have to spin this wheel of death. Yeah, yeah, we got to get onto that, and we have covered. Oh, so it. I'm so we glad have... we talked about this for 45 minutes. By the way, well, yeah, because we were going to end the show early, <laughs> and uh, um. <laughs> But we also did get t- tit sticks and rope burn in too. So we're gonna end the show early. Thanks, Tony, for fucking it all up for us. I got other stuff I got to do today. It, it wasn't Tony. It was Dustin. Yeah, I'm the one that brought up North Wilkesboro. <laughs> I can say I sat here quietly, haven't said a damn word the whole time. Gee, thanks, Tony. Tony's taking this all in like you guys are a bunch of idiots. Yeah, you know, Andy introduced us to three idiots, and it's like he's the one saying we're all three idiots. And this is and this is why I said I'm neutral. I don't care. So so there's a good question, Tony. If 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 they put it at uh, oh, NASCAR was going to run at at Salem Speedway and it was like 25 bucks, and I was like, hey, you guys want to go? Would you like consider going? Well, Ashley says no, but I mean, I, I understand your point. Yeah, it is a little expensive. You know that that specific area. Yes, I understand. That is sky high for that area. Um, but, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's history. So, I mean, you kind of, I mean, not not many excuses for the value of it because it's history. It's just, I mean, they're going to do whatever they're going to do. Unfortunately, it's just the way the world is. It's just like Field of Dreams. Like, come on, it's on the middle of freaking Iowa. And guess what? You're going to spend, you know, 500 bucks for a ticket. Because I looked at tickets for Reds and Cubs. Yeah. You know, so come on. And, yeah. not, and they're not even playing at the actual Field of Dreams. They're exactly. a remade stadium. Yep. Oh, they no, are. you can't make a fucking stadium. You can't make a fucking stadium. Are you fucking kidding me? Who would make a stadium? <laughs> uh, but we all tuned in and watched it. I didn't. I would just like to say, I think I should be left <laughs> off the wheel this week since I've been good and, you know, nice and quiet over here, so... What difference is that? Yeah. Fuck out of So actually, actually, Dustin, actually, Dustin, I think he needs to be on the wheel more than us since he didn't contribute anything to this week's show. Hey, I contributed. I contributed the population. I looked at the price of tickets. I showed the you the seating map. To Hawaii. See, I contributed. True. He was trying to stop the argument before it got out of hand. Well, he didn't succeed. <laughs> I honestly, I think healthy. I think I think healthy debates are good. 
I mean, the whole time I've been sitting here playing the Mortal Kombat fight round one song, or, you know, sound the whole time, so. And there's arguments to be made on both sides that are correct. There's no right or wrong oh, definitely. on that argument, but. All right. We'll spin names first. I'll get the will up here if I can ever find my mouse. Who's picking this week? What, what do you mean, picking? Like, you know, the. Who, well, you said it, Shuffle. It was the big winner. And, Two, two weeks ago or last week. Alright, so we'll let him do it this week. Right. Yeah. So do you want so, me to shuffle or you want me to spin, Andy? Tell me what to do. I want you to shuffle it uh, 91 times, please. Okay, you're getting a little out of hand. I'm going to bed. Yeah, we might be here for a long time. I'm I, I, did, I did that just for Blair, though. Fucking, <laughs> fucking text me. One to four. One to four. And I'll do ten. Good. Dude, you, you can shuffle it four times. For one for each of us. One, two, three, four. Right. Tell me when to spin. Now. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Get over that. there. Get up. Come on. That's on the fucking line. That is on the fucking line. <laughs> that's a tie. Oh yeah, that's not a tie. It's clearly. Yeah. You should have numbers now. Yep. Andy again. He told me to shuffle too many times. Yeah, don't shuffle at all. And okay. Spin. Let's just now. You're late. Don't do it yet. See, you, I'm, you, tes you, I'm testing you the theory. I'm te oh, I'm I'm testing the theory here. So. You want me to start it on the number one in the middle of the number one? No, oh, yeah. not in the not in the middle. Like I told you to hit it like as it at, just passed. My name. So when right. it just passes the one, you can try it. Go. That works? Test, yeah, testing the theory here. <laughs> fucking May. The theory did not work for you. <laughs> well, there's that's actually more numbers than there are names. So I guess maybe that has something maybe, to do with it, too. Maybe we need to add more names into this. So what does this mean now? Andy's taking shots next week, so we got to look up shots again. Hell yeah. <laughs> Four of them. Hell yeah. yeah or should we let, let him choose his shots next week? Oh, I'm going with some sort of moonshine thing because we're I'm, I'm going to be a good sport, yeah. and I, I will take one of them shots. I'll let Andy choose my shot next week. For I'll take Ooh. one of his shots. Ooh. I will be a good sport. Ooh. So you like so what you're saying is you like uh, soy sauce? Oh, good God! <laughs> Can't do one we've never done. <laughs> no, I will take one of your shots next week. You can tell me which one I have to take. Okay. So you guys, I will be up. a good sport in this. Go ahead and 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 pick them up uh, if you got some ideas. What do you got, Blair? Anything? It's got to be like Moon Runners Moonshine or. Dale Jr.'s vodka, the High Rock vodka, or something like that. Okay. Because so we're I... in North Wilkesboro, so you got to go for nostalgia. You got to taste the nostalgia. <laughs> so if I, if I, so I'll just get a, I'll just get a, because uh, they do sell the small bottles of moonshine, so I'll get one of those. There you go. Okay. Tony? I don't know. I'm going to think about it. You always have to think about it, and then you never came up with anything last week. Last yeah, I've been watching. I've been watching go. TikTok, the, you know, whatever, the drinking guy, where the people send in all his suggestions for shots, so. 
Leprechaun porn? <laughs> I wonder if there's a shot called Leprechaun porn. Who wants to be brave? Shot. Who wants to be brave and look up on their shit? Leprechaun Tony's porn. all over it. Tony's all over it. Shot. It's, and see what comes up. It's probably fucking half probably a shot of Jameson shot. with a fucking topper of Bailey's. Yeah. Oh, we could make one up. Yeah. And call it the leprechaun shot. Leprechaun porn shot. So it's got to be like sex on the beach. With, with a blue moon in it from Lucky with, Charms. With some, some Bailey's <laughs> or, or um, something like that. All I'm getting is leprechaun porn videos. <laughs> I was figuring you were going to get the money shots. Yeah. Know. Yeah. That's why I wanted to see who was brave enough to do this. Leprechaun 4 in space. Hmm. I guess that's a porn. <laughs> Normally get titles. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll get back to everybody on what the shots are. I'm going to wrap this thing up, go around the horn here. Uh, we'll end with – we'll start with – We'll go in opposite direction and start with Blair. Blair, what do you got? Super stoked for North Wilkesboro and the nostalgia and the history and the tradition and pageantry of NASCAR this weekend. I'm uh, off until June 3rd, I think, is my next race. So got plenty of time to get the car fixed and uh, looking forward to the next one. Awesome. Why don't you uh, plug where people can find you because you do do some racing during the week, right? And doo-doo. Uh, doo-doo can be found on slash Blair Races. You can find me at Blair Patterson on TikTok, Blair Patterson on Instagram. If you pretty much type in Blair Patterson and go to a social media channel, if you don't find me, you fucked up. Kind of like by not sending emails. <laughs> Tony? Um, I don't know. Good show. She's ready for this weekend. Yard sale. Try to get rid of some of this stuff. Um, got Reds and Yankees Sunday. It's going to be a great day, I would say, but it's not going to be a great day because it's a fucking 1130 game. So, yeah, I mean, I got to leave my house by 730 in the morning to go pick up my son and then be at the ballpark by 11. So it's going to be a long fucking day for me. But, hey, it's Reds and Yankees sitting behind the plate. So. Blair don't have that time on his on his clock. He doesn't even know what that time that is. Not even sure what a seven thirty means. <laughs> Especially if it has an AM behind it. <laughs> I think AM on, starts at on like the eight. weekend. Even yeah. on the weekend, yeah. Be a fun weekend. It's gonna suck. Dustin. What do you got? What? Dustin? What do you got? What's up? <laughs> uh not much. Just uh hopefully we get the race this week. Uh, NIS is off this week, so we'll be doing something. I don't know what I'll be doing for sure this week. Probably working on the track. Blair's throwing the strobe show back there. He's, Wait he's for the pa- waiting for the pasties to come out. It's, an, yeah, it's, it's either a strip club or a haunted house. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's probably haunted. Haunted, but strippers. no, not much Holy else going shit. on. Uh, Andy, I will cover the leprechaun shot next week. How about that? I'll figure out something with that. But uh, no. Well, I thought I got to choose. Well, I'll, I'll take it if you let me take it, because I already got a recipe that I would love to try. Okay. Okay. It'll so, be a backtalk leprechaun porn shot. There you go. But anyway, I'll run it by you guys once I get it figured out if it works out. But uh, no. Anyway, have a good week, everybody. Good show. 
Blair, Tony, Andy, it was good talking to you guys, like usual. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Hope you enjoyed the show. Awesome. Uh, big weekend for me coming up. Uh, Supreme's got Rob, the Iron Man Rob Conway coming in. Um, be an awesome show. It's always a packed house when he comes in. Looking forward to that. Uh, we covered everything we wanted to cover today, including tits, dicks, and rugburn. So until next week, nuts up. You know I'm casting with Peroni Tony. stuff up just to pee my boys yeah we talking stuff up andy surely be looking good in the shades and when we say it on the mic dustin we gotta make money guns just to pee yeah they living it up low life yo life boys we talking it up slaying while we playing on the pockets for sure slip my boy four shots when he's got work in the morning draven look at me strange but you know i don't care step into the pod shed and see what happens in there quit squawking a back talk we'll hit you with the bat take a kick to those nuts and take a bomb on this mat town he's renowned as a man with the shades and if your nuts get cracked dude shut your face come back get back that's a part of success if you believe in back talk you'll be relieving your stress